1: They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today.
2: This segment is brought to you by Jigmasters. Step up your game with high-quality performance jigs, spinner baits, buzz buzzbaits, and more from Jigmasters.com. And always, when in doubt, get the jig out.
3: Welcome to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. This is the final cast segment with your host, Brad Hicks and Josh Eldridge, where we cast our final opinions on all products good and bad. Welcome to the final cast. Welcome back to the final cast on the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. I'm your host, Brad. What's up? I'm Josh. What's up, man? How you doing? Good. Good. First episode of 2021. Sort of. I mean, well, yeah, we're doing it ahead of time, but
4: that's good. It's a good yeah, thing. Good.
3: It, for, first episode airing in 2021 for us. So yeah, I'm excited, man. 20, 2021 better be a better year than 2020. That's for right. sure. <laughs> it's
4: not. It's going to be garbage. Hot garbage.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. Uh, Yeah, we're going to kick off the season big. We got Duke West camp in the house. On the final. What's
0: What's up? Thanks for having me. Heck yeah! Welcome Welcome back, man. I'm honored to have the uh, the the pole position for 2021 here.
3: So, (laughs) yeah, better take the lead and run with it. I just like to set the
0: bar low. That way, all the rest of the podcasts will be awesome.
4: (laughs) You can't you can't say that shit because your 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 podcasts with us in the past have usually been near the top. So. You're not wow, setting man, any low I bars. Yeah.
0: I should be charging you guys a fee or something, I think. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, it's not that good, bro.
1: <laughs>
4: Come on, let me have my moment. It's, it's still it's just the guy, final was... cast.
3: <laughs> well, well, heck, uh, last time you were on the final cast was when the final cast was getting started. You guys just talked all things catch and everything, I think. And that was year that was and a half ago.
4: When, that was with Justin. You weren't even... Yeah. You weren't even part of this yet, Brad. I know. It's
0: crazy. You weren't part of the, the, the paddle and fin circus quite yet.
4: He right? was. He was on the uh, reel down, though. Yeah. So, no, and, then, and then uh, he got switched over with me. So, he got stuck with the trash panda. <laughs>
0: right. the, the trash panda has got much notoriety here in the Midwest, you know? <laughs>
3: every time every time we see something that's like a raccoon related we always send it to josh <laughs>
4: he likes it all right man it's all good
3: Ugh.
4: so man you've been a busy man this year Duke I have. I mean we dealt with the virus thing um it's pretty impressive to see you guys come up with the, the new products and kind of be dealing with all that shit at the same time. What was your kind of thoughts about this year, just in general, about, you know, the business itself, you know, kind of what, what went through your mind through 2020, the shit show is 2020. I mean, it was,
0: you know, it was, it was an awesome year. I mean, overall, just like the big business picture was, it's our it was our best year ever. Um, we roughly doubled the business over, you know, between 2019 to 2020 again um so we, we did really really well um you know part of like the, the fact that we've always done american sourcing um that a lot of stuff that caught caught up with a lot of people earlier in the year really didn't catch up with us because we, we weren't using chinese vendors if you'll remember back you know january february march product wasn't even coming out of china so you know there, there's still shortages i mean I, I have to search all over the place to find these things now because there's actually an aluminum can shortage and hams is one of the, wow. the Coors lines that they've deprioritized. So like when I find them at the store, I just got to like, I got to hoard them like a squirrel for winter. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, as far as the, you know, the, the, the business year was awesome. It was, it was hectic and, you know, but we, you know, we we, we managed to still release the products. albeit be a little later than we wanted. We really wanted to get it out by spring, but there were just too many forces conspiring against us for a spring release, and honestly, we underestimated sales on on almost all the new products. So a, a later uh, a later fall kind of release was actually better for us because it slowed sales a little bit. If we'd have done it in May, like we had intended, it, it, I think people would have been upset because there were probably been a month or so there where you know product was just unavailable. So. Right. It ended up working out good, but, you know, I'm, I'm, ex- I'm just like everybody else. I'm sick of the, the shutdowns, like restaurants mm-hmm. being closed, not seeing people while, you know, social events canceled. Like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm done with it too. I'm, I'm looking forward to hopefully something in 2021, at least, you know, I got to travel this year, which was, which was nice. You know, didn't really have to see many people or, or, or mingle with the natives, but, you know, still got to do some traveling. So keep me sane a little bit.
3: Yeah, which is weird because in a year we're not supposed to travel. I've probably done more traveling this year than any other year in the last few years combined. It's kind of weird. We were, I
0: was following all those advisories for, you know, such a long time. And it just got to a point where, you know, we, because we have that, we we have a business where we're, where we, you know, we actually film, we have a media business. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the travel restrictions, I mean, as you guys know, there's not a whole lot to fish in Illinois. I mean, you can't, there's only right. so much you can film within this, within the border of this state and like make it interesting for people. And so we've been shut down more or less all year. And then by September, I had just gotten fed up and said, screw it. We're just, we're traveling. We're going to, you know, we're going to take, make take all the best practices we can, wear masks and, and you know, socially distance where we can and where it's possible. And And, you know but i just said screw it you know i'm i'm, I'm kind of done with it you know if someone wants to stop me come stop me
3: <laughs> well right. you're your own boss man you can do what you want <laughs>
0: yeah i mean i'm i'm more worried about the i live in illinois man the, that's the, true the the liberal vibes here are super super strong <laughs> i like, i i wouldn't put it past them to like arrest people to like stop them from opening their businesses and stuff this is right. uh, it's like it's a communist state trust me
4: <laughs> i hear it's, um, it's, it kind of got down to the point. I mean, it, it's like you said, like, I mean, I, I traveled a lot this year for fishing more than I had before. Um, I mean, I went up to Detroit, you know, like kind of at the start of this, and that was a bad area that got hit with the virus real bad. And it's funny because I, I traveled more in the spring and it kind of slowed down in June and then kind of hunker down, not hunker down, but you know, I just stopped going out of state in a sense. And I ended up catching the virus a couple of weeks ago, and I haven't been doing shit. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> I caught it for like seven people at work had it, man. Like, Dang. and um, so it's kind of, I don't, you know, I don't know that the travel ban in a sense of, you know, for certain states and stuff is necessarily gonna slow anything down i think it's just simple wash your hands stop coughing on shit people <laughs> like
0: that's all, you that's know. <laughs> all we've done at the shop and otherwise we got this little nifty little misting device so we missed the it's got like a hydrochloric acid like it's a really fine amount of it right and you can yeah. just fog everything we fogged everything and everyone's just a little bit better about washing their hands and not touching their face and stuff. Like yeah. we I mean, we don't, we don't mandate masks at the shop because for the most part, no one's working within six feet of each other for an extended period. We have some space. So, I mean, we don't even mandate masks at the shop. And, and, and we, like we had one, one guy who got it from his family who brought it into the shop, had it there for a day and we had no positive cases after that. So yeah.
3: <laughs> interesting. It's crazy. And I didn't,
0: I mean, I traveled all over the place. Like we were in, we were up in Indiana for the grubby championship. And it was like, there was, there were not people wearing masks anywhere. Oh, I believe it. Like if you were wearing a mask on the street, they were looking at you funny. And (laughs) that's funny that there was no big outbreaks out in the middle of Indiana where no one was compliant with these regulations. So who knows?
3: speaking of the grubby championship that's where you uh announced the catch x wasn't it
0: yeah well we, we we planned to have it out like a couple days after that and we actually that was one of our um you know I, I love the staff i have at the shop there's great guys there they all hang out with each other and fish on days off and so like almost our entire first shift ended up being exposed to the same guy who had COVID over that weekend. So we, you know, we, we had like 14 days there where we weren't even up and running. We kind of like pieced together some of the guys that were working later, some of the guys that were kind of contracting for us to kind of at least still like fulfill orders. And so we weren't like totally shut down, but um, yeah, I mean, yeah, that, that was when we announced, we, we gave away a catch ax. We brought a bunch of flippets to the event because Jim Strunk who runs Grubby was, is actually the guy who designed, he designed the original Flip It and then we just kind of adapted it for the for the new products and for, or rather for all the products. So awesome.
4: All right, well let's talk let's talk about the boards and the Flip It. So let's start kind of chronologically. Um, so the carbon carbonate was the is your plastic board. Yep. Um, that was the first new product of the year, correct? Correct. For this year. Um, for those who don't know um this thing's awesome. Like Duke sent me one. Um, I think you sent me one of the prototypes. Yeah because um, I don't think it was fully lined at the top, which I didn't really care about. I just I was more interested in Trying testing it. the well, yeah, testing durability. Like mm-hmm. and um you know, like it, it was it was the uh I don't know, is it a thirty-two inch board? Is that what it is? Yeah, he You're that's 30? the ones he sent us. Yeah they're 32 26 and, and 16 16 dude, i'm going to tell you something hilarious about the 32 the 32 inch board versus the 26 inch board for some reason the 32 Man. inch build board feels like it's five feet
0: freaking long dude like yeah i'm like it's i don't right. know what, what it's about it but it's hilarious it's, it's right at that point you know the and that was the reason we had a 26-inch board. We originally, like, way back when in 2016, all, all we had was we had a 24-inch and then a 32-inch. Yeah. Um, and the big complaint on the 24-inch was, oh, you know, there's guys down south, you know, catch bass bigger than 24 inches. I mean, how many in a given year? Not very many. But, you know, we figured enough. The, the, the 26 was, like, the tipping point because that was – where you made that was where you could fit between the gunnels of most boats or most kayaks. Yeah. So it, it feels a lot smaller. The thirty-two feels a lot bigger because when you go to stick it somewhere in your kayak, it doesn't want to sit in the same spots. It's it's too long to sit behind you know right in front of your milk crater behind your seat. It kind of has to go like longitudinally with the boat, you know. Yeah. So it does. It feels a whole lot bigger. And if you don't need the if you're not like fishing walleye or something, I mean i don't know like if you hang, what's what's better you, you you measure your 27 inch bass or you get to show everybody the picture of your bump board where the tail's hanging off the end of the bump board which <laughs> right. one has more visual impact you tell yeah. me <laughs> yeah
4: but it's um i was impressed by it man you know i kind of i hadn't seen one yet um <clears throat> i you know read on line everybody was raving about it but when i when i opened that thing up dude i was really really impressed with the durability and the feel of it and how it was it was lightweight you know i was kind of thinking in my head i'm like it's plastic plastic's plastic you know um like how how can this really kind of be changed so much from the hog trough you know what i mean that was in my head as as these things come out because i've had other plastic boards um you know like a little apollo one or this or that and mike it's plastic. So let's see. And you definitely, the composite material that you guys are using is definitely different. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the first thing I noticed. Like, uh, I don't know if it's, it is different, if like the chemical makeup's different or if it's just oh, a yeah. thickness issue. That's what I figured. Cause I'm like, it just has a density to it that just felt completely different than what the hog trough was, I mean, mm-hmm. but I, I still had a question in my head. I'm like, is it, is it really that the plastic's different or is it a thickness related type of thing? Cause I mean, the, the hog trough's so thin, you can almost see through it, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, it, you're, you know, you're not seeing that through the carbonate board.
0: So. It's a little, a column A, a little, a little, a column B it's, it's a much different plastic than the, than, than the hog trough uses. And it's, and it's obviously bigger. And that was, you know, that was all by design. That was, you know, we knew that the biggest complaint about the hog trough was that it broke. Um, yeah. You know, I then followed by I think the second biggest complaint was that I have to draw the lines on it. You know, so like those are like if we were when we were looking at plastic, we weren't really looking at we didn't want to compete with our aluminum product. It wasn't about like making something that like scrutinizes every thousandth of an inch like that. It was about all right, this is the high water mark for the plastic boards that guys are using currently. Um, and you know, let, let's make it not break, and let's put the lines on it, you know, so people don't have to do that because that seemed to be the big complaint. Um, yeah. But it, it, a lot of it was the chemistry of the of the of the material. It, it's as the name would suggest. It's a it's a polycarbonate blend. Um, so if you are if you're like work in the trades, if you're familiar with a, a, a product called Lexan, which is like the same stuff they use to make bulletproof glass, oh, polycarbonate. Yeah. Hmm yeah so i mean that's why that's how we can run it over with a truck or you know i mean it it will break to be clear it will break like we've broken i mean when we were shooting those videos this this summer i mean we must have broke 150 bumpers You know, jacking around with them, but you know, but it's it. The point was, it was like always really hard. You had to do something extreme. You could break it if you wanted to break it, but you had to do something extreme. Like yeah, that. you had to try to break it. You know, yeah.
3: It, it's not going to be like the hog trough. Like for example, I've broken like three of those where I'm just moving my foot in the kayak and it snaps the fence that easy. The the, port of the back of your truck that.
0: and it splits like that. Yeah,
3: yeah You no, have it. I had it in my.
4: I had a hold, You know the. Hog trough bracket holder on the black pack back in the day.
3: Mm-hmm. I had
4: it down in my room and I had it on the floor, just turned and forgot that it was there and bumped it with my shin, snapped it directly in half. So it's uh it is what it is. I mean it, 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 that board had its purpose, it had its day. Uh um, for sure. It got, the, it got the whole thing going, you know, right. to a certain extent. But um but so what what is it that you guys are what how are you forming them? Is it like injection molding? Or what's a, the process?
0: Inge- yeah, it's a, it's it's a, it's injection molded. Um, the injection molded. It's an improved material. It's obviously a beefier design. Um, it's quite a bit deeper and wider than a hog trough. I think most people think they're they're surprised if you see them next to one another. It doesn't. They don't look nearly as similar as they look. If you like, take two pictures, and someone's like, "Oh, it's kind of the same thing." Because it's got the, a ruler with the curved sides, you know. But when you, yeah. when you see the scale of them right next to one another. It's, you know, it's quite a bit bigger. Um, still doesn't float, but we're, we, we, we are working on a, a float kit. Um, and, and the truth is for anyone out there that wants to make it float, um, go get either half inch or five eighths uh, caulking backer rod. Mm-hmm. And just like the biggest, the hardest, the hardest problem we're having is we're going to assemble a kit with the, with the backer rod. So you don't have to go buy like 40 feet of it. Cause you only need a couple feet for the bump. Yeah. Um so what we're trying to do is – but we were having a hell of a time finding, like, an individually packed glue that will, like, hold it, that will bond well to the, the back ring, backing rod and will will bond well to the carbonate board. Because that, so. was, that was supposed to be done in August sometime, and we've been kind of lollygagging with that because I, I can't find the glue. Yeah. Hmm.
3: Interesting. I wonder if you could put some kind of – just, like, glue some kind of foam square on the back of it. I don't know. We've tried we've tried some of that stuff it th- that stuff doesn't play nice with the foam, okay, uh, It just eats right through it, yeah, some of them
0: eat through it, some of them just don't like just straight just don't stick to it very well i mean we, yeah. I, 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 I'm not joking when I say we've probably tried like fifty different products
3: <laughs> that and you you get that thing in the water here in Ohio, and those fall right off. I don't know what it is
0: the The best thing is like is just construction glue, just like what you'd use, like if you were doing woodworking projects, like the multi-purpose construction glue, if you lay a thick bead of that on there, it doesn't go anywhere, but you know that's gonna, that's gonna kill our margins if I gotta send a tuba <laughs> well, <laughs> heck,
3: I, I had no clue it didn't float. i'm I'm gra- I'm glad you told me that because I haven't been tethering it or anything, but uh, it's
0: real slow, like real slow, okay.
3: well, yeah, I'm not worried about it or anything, but man. the the carbonate board has been my go-to board since i got one i love the metal board but everybody knows i'm a river guy so i like to i'm scaling down and stuff that carbonate board is perfect i love it
0: it's for for fishing bass tournaments i'll be honest it's my favorite board to use as well it's it's easy it it photographs really well in any light condition it's lightweight yeah i mean because i i fish a lot of you know a lot of times i fish out of a will sit inside a little Bonafide EX-123. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and if you've ever sat in one, I mean, it's a great little boat, but there's not a whole lot of room for your bump board, you know, so it's kind of whatever I can shove in between my legs or, you know. Yeah. It just it, It's nice that it's lightweight, especially going into the strip mines and lugging a bunch of stuff. You don't want the extra couple pounds.
3: Yeah. I think I read that you were thinking about getting into, into a Crescent recently too. I'm going to get into a Crescent for sure. I, I, there you I,
0: go. I'm really, uh, I'm really interested in that company. I think it's, I think it's, um, I think they're, you know, they're, they're very, they're very pro-American. Um, you know, I, I, uh, I, I'm obviously good friends with Scott Butcher. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, he's, he's involved over there. So I've gotten to hear a little bit about what they're doing and he speaks extremely high, highly of James Durbecker, the fellow who owns the, owns Crescent. And, um, you know, I've just, I've heard nothing but good things and, 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 you know, I love that little bonafide, but it's just it's tough for a full day at the sit inside anymore. I still like sitting, like fishing out of a sit inside, more than anything. It still mm-hmm. feels right to me because that's where I started, was in a sit inside. Uh, but I think I just got to go with like a lightweight, you know, go go, go to a lightweight, uh, you know, something like the the light tackle or even the ultralight. Uh, it looks like real appealing, you know, around sixty pounds, mm-hmm. pretty pretty decent seat made in america like you know you can't complain about the price they're all around like seven eight hundred bucks um so yeah that's that's what i'll be
3: in come springtime awesome well um anything else you want to hit on the uh, carbonate josh
4: um yeah how how are you guys uh are you lining it after the process or is that done uh before like what's the whole process with that is it etched what are you what are you guys doing
0: so we get we we've actually this is like work coming full circle like we used to build automation equipment for a plastic molder that's just down the street from us about 10 minutes down the street in elgin illinois um and so we, we actually worked it out with them they build the product um they they so they they uh, they mold the board and then the board comes and then we do the final laser over here okay they have, they, have la- they they have the like stuff on, uh, at their shop that that they could mark a board with but it's just not really to our um you know to our standards more like parts marking not like not like what we do not precision. Our next marking. yeah precision marking correct
3: so it is so it is laser uh, engraved in yeah and that was one of the things with is
0: know we were limited with what we what we could build the boards out of because we needed to be able to mark it with the laser to keep the precision Mm -hmm. um but it couldn't just be a surface mark like if you take like your keys and just run it over that carbonate board and try to scratch the lineup it won't come up Like it it, it, things like maybe 10 20 thousands deep it penetrates that black marking goes deep into the board so we had to try you know a ton of materials to make sure that the marking would stand up because the the last thing I wanted to do was, you know, give a guy a product that like in a, in a year or two, oh, it's, it's not broken, but I can't see the lines anymore because I've put so many fish on it. They're all scratched up because you see how the hog troughs get when you, when, you mm-hmm. know, you line them with the Sharpie and then you put enough fish on them. They're all, they, you know, there's like all sorts of like bits and pieces of the lines missing and they get real hard to read. So I just didn't want that to happen. That was kind of another thing, you know, it was a little difficult when it came to choosing the, the, the material. Yeah.
3: Uh, speaking of the lines on these things, uh, there, there's people, uh, you know, uh, just address this issue where people are taking pictures above their heads and then like the uh, the numbers on the top, they don't, it's like an optical illusion where they don't line up with the numbers. Yeah. Just Just explain that to people just to ease their mind if they're on the fence about one of these.
0: It's a thing called visual parallax. So, um, that's the reason the num the lines don't go all the way up to the numbers on the edge as well, because um, it, it looks like um, you know those funky barbers poles, you know the striped barbers poles. It like for some reason it like when you put the line all the way to the top, it has that effect. It like feels like it's moving when it's not moving, and it doesn't like it's even. That's why we only go just a like a quarter of an inch radius, just mm-hmm. barely. Anything. Um, but yeah, it just, it comes from any time you take something, you know, if we, if we continue the line on the same plane the entire time, it'd be no problem. Um, the, the line would always look straight no matter the orientation, but the line isn't on one. It's, it's, it it stays on it doesn't stay on a plane. You know, it actually, it's actually like this, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a swoop in the, in the line, you know, it it is dead straight. Look at it from overhead, but yes, because it goes up. The visual parallax makes it look like there's a, a trailing edge, but uh, you know, every one of those boards gets quality inspected before it goes out. If it's not, it's not straight. It doesn't go out the door.
3: I can't tell you how many times I've read that comment. Like, I don't know if I want one of those. And judges might worry about it. I'm like, the judges are not using those top numbers. They They're shouldn't be. They yeah. shouldn't be right. They're using the numbers on the board. So that that's the reason why I wanted you to go into that.
0: Well, the, and the numbers on the top was a like it was a common request from people. Well, yeah, you it's a good idea. Put numbers on the top of the board. Put numbers on the top of the board. And I was like, and I told people all along, I was like, they're limited. There's limited use for it. You mm-hmm. know, I'm like, and the reason you want me to do that is because everyone puts their turning tag over the numbers, and then it covers the numbers. I'm like, that's not a my that's not my problem. That's an angler problem. <laughs> right. You know, I, I, as much as I hate to be like, take that hard line, like, oh, it's their dumb anglers, you know, like it's, it, but it, I mean, really that's what it was. You're, you're rushed. So you're not paying attention and you pull it over the numbers, you know, but that's not because, you know, that's because of the, the the ID holder that you were using. And that was a big thing. That was the, the, the big thing why, you know, when Jim came up with the the flip it, that was what I was like, that was what I was irritated by. We we probably sat on the phone for like three hours and drank a lot and were bitching and moaning. And I was like, you know what? I just need something that gets the damn Tournament identifier off the bump board because they're not letting people put it on the fish anymore. It needs to get off the bump board, so it's just not over those numbers. And he came up with that hinged concept. So I think now that now that most people, I think, are going to probably end up moving over to that flip it. I you know that 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 ID mm-hmm. holder. I think the, the the people that want the numbers on the top edge are are less and less. But I think aesthetically it looks kind of cool, and it's not. Yeah. You know, going to hurt anybody and in the event that you do cover the numbers it does give you a chance to at least kind of if you're if you're you know judge or TDs willing to you know whatever it we could about 24 we're giving you an inch penalty
3: or whatever you know? yeah as that's opposed
0: right. to just getting like a zero because that sucks
3: yeah so that's a good segue you you want to go into the catch id next well sure, sure.
4: before before we go into it though because i remember getting mine i got mine a little shortly after getting our boards from you at the turkey board uh turkey bowl um and i I, because i met jim we all went out to eat one of the uh we were there and i finally got to meet jim and then um i think about the next couple weeks i ordered a couple of the flippets from him the the old ones um And so that dude, that that was in a process for a while because I remember talking to you guys and you were telling me like, hey, we're taking something with that and we're gonna like we're gonna redo it. And you know, you didn't get any specifics or anything. You're like, just watch out. So what happened with that? What what was the uh not, I don't want to say delay because I know you guys were trying to think of some different ideas of of, you know, like improving what Jim had come up with already. Cause it, I love that thing. I freaking, it's amazing. Like I hated the tourney tech, I hate it to this day so much. Like that thing's such a waste of money. Like you could buy like 15 of them and still be pissed off at all of them at the end of the year. Um, because I just, that thing would crumble. Like it would like, it would just deform so easily in the sun. And when I bought, You know, even and I'd seen other kind of like versions of it. And I was just like, and everybody's like, oh, just throw it in a baggie. And I'm like, yeah, but the way I fish, and especially when I river tournament fish, I get out of the boat a lot and I get back in and I get out, I get back in and I get water everywhere. And so when I got the original flip it and just the the rigidness of that made my life like a hundred times easier. Like just never having to worry about, like you still have to worry about the sun angles a little bit, but like once you figure out that angle, you're good. And with the tourney Mm -hmm. tag, the way it is wavy all the time, I'm like, you think it looks good. And then you're like, Oh no, half of it. I can see it. And the other half, I can't because of the bend in it, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And then it was so damn small. Like, you know, like you get these, you know, your, your tournament identification stuff printed out and, trying to slide it in the, you know, yeah. the attorney tag was like an act of God, man. Like to get it with it without it folding over. So when Je- when I got that from Jim, I, I mean, I told everybody, I'm like, you guys got to go get these things. dude. They're awesome. It's, it's worth every penny of it. If you're in tournament angling and I'm not even a big tournament angler. And I still like. them I mean, I bought two of them. I'm like, I got one at the, by the fence and one about the 17 inch mark. Mm. And, I've never taken a bad picture since I bought those. Like as far as the tournament
0: identification, the the Jim knocked it out of the park with the with the hinge. It was really like it was really some just some redneck ingenuity. Just kind of you know figuring out how to fo- he formed the hinge and then he kind of figured out. So those hinges are real loose, and so you'll notice there's some punch marks on the new ones. Um, cause we have to put it in a press and then we just punch it. And so you got to like bind the, you essentially have to take the hinge off right. of axe axis a little bit in order to get it to like bind up, which I think is the, is the important part. Like yeah. you said, cause once you get, you know, you can take, you can take the board out while the fish is sitting in your net and you just hold your phone and then you just look at the ID and then you get the angle dialed in and you're totally good. You take that fish out and it's boom. It's one picture every time. Yeah, Um, you know, and, and, the the like it it took a while because it would have probably been ready last winter actually um but we that was when we went all in as far as we knew we were going to do the carbonate board um and we also stumbled upon that doing the, the the catch export um so we knew there were new products and like so it became it became super important that the if we built an id holder that it worked for everything and so that was that was what delayed it more than anything we've actually had that profile and samples that look like that flip it probably for over a year now yeah probably about last year at the turkey bowl around that time i probably already had samples of of the a a rough version of the the current product but it was a matter of making the other ones and 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 testing so that it fit because we didn't want to leave anybody out and it and it was like, as an accessory, it only really made sense because we're still a niche product. So it only really makes sense if we can make it work for every product. If it's only like a limited or one of the, you know, a, a lower, you know, lower uh, number product, you know, lower quantity products, you know, it doesn't make nearly as much sense. So, and and the other the other thing was, I've been working for a long time with Denny uh, Ramiro from On the Water Innovations on the, the Catch Keeper, which was the board holder, um, and it just so happened that they you know we we ended up being able to use the profile um over you know so that that works on the same profile now it's it's modified it's drilled it's and and, and we're actually cutting the we're, we're, we're putting a lead in on each side as you can kind of see um but the you know it, it works on essentially the same profile that the that the, the catch id one does so it was little stuff like that that make it it made it more feasible for us to make it a more complete, like finished looking product as opposed to just a bent, you know, a bent hinge and some Velcro, you know? Yeah. And that, and that was really it. And it, it was it, Jim's Jim's uh, design worked just fine. But as far as like a production product, you know, we just thought like, Hey, th- we, we really need to like put the polish on this thing and then we need mm-hmm. to be able to build the margins in so the dealers can sell it yeah
4: and, and you kind of took away the one kind of flaw that you could have seen in it and that was the velcro system yep. you know like I was talking about like being the river guy and getting out of the boat and I'm muddy all the time like I hadn't have I haven't had one fail yet um but I've also only had it and used it this this past year because I got mine like in the winter time last year and I didn't get it out until like March so really kind of fish heavy with it you know from march through this year and it was like not a ton of and then i got into more lake fishing anyway so i wasn't getting out of the boat it wasn't a ton of river stuff so but being a river guy and getting that dirt and that grime in there i was like yeah you know i could see where that would
0: be like the weak point in it It but it gets a little nasty the velcro does we the so we still have a little like almost it's it's a product called dual lock it's a 3m product um, that we use on the identifier holder now, and it like snaps into place. So it's like these little plastic—I don't know how to describe it. It looks the same as Velcro, but the both sides look the same. And they instead of it being like that hook and hook and grab, where it's kind of like you know, it, it's got like that positive. If you have a, a one of those, uh, you know, those open road tolling transponders in your car, the thing that you stick it to your windshield with—that's that's dual lock. That that was—I that, mean—that was how I figured out what it was.
4: Uh, I'm laughing because I remember traveling up to see Brian and met you that weekend and getting like, dude, I got a huge toll fine. And Brian's like, I'd never seen that shit before. The little uh, toll thing that you guys stick up in the windows up there like i was i I, I haven't been i I was really pissed about my trip to illinois because it almost cost me like 200 something dollars in tolls and uh, and fines
0: yeah unreasonable (laughs) this place is i'm in the next couple of years i'll be gone
4: (laughs) but i'm sorry i didn't i didn't mean to interrupt you i was just laughing because i thought about that day i'm like what is that in your window brian he's like Oh, that's for the, you know, the easy pass. Or, I'm like, what's easy pass? He's like, it's for our tolling systems. You just stick up in the window and you pay a monthly fee. And as you go through, it can read that, you know, it's it scans so can, it.
0: <laughs> it's so
4: they can rob you without the gun. right? <laughs> Dude, yeah. I did. I came back and I didn't, um, I forgot to pay the tolls. I ended up getting Dude. a $200 bill and brian's like I told you and i'm like i totally forgot man so i tried to work with them and they're like no and then COVID happened and they came back and they're like all you have to do is pay the tolls we're not gonna find you and i'm like thank you <laughs> thank uh,
3: nice see I, I was out there in august and uh had the same issue I, I waited until like six days later i think you got seven days yeah damn six days came and i was like oh i gotta pay those i ended up paying every toll twice or like the, the total was doubled more than I had to pay. And I was just like, you gotta be kidding me <laughs> retarded. No, but. it's, yeah, it's, it's
0: not. Yeah. It's just stay out of Illinois. <laughs> it's not worth it. <laughs> but, but the other, you know, the, the, the dual lock was one thing where we saw we could like make an actual improvement with the product. The other thing was, you know, we saw a lot of people, we have a really high, rate of return customers so guys that own more than one bump board uh, a lot of like pro staffs buying for their guys you know yeah you've got, you've got a paddle and thin board and a carbonate and so you, depending on which board you're using that day we just wanted to make it removable so you, you didn't need to get another set of another piece of uh, velcro because actually that the velcro is super expensive too i mean yeah. you know, velcro is not cheap
3: no, I, I like how the thing just slides on and off the board like that. It's pretty cool. And that brings up a question that I had. What came first, the uh, ID and the catch keeper or the actual boards itself?
0: The, like, the first, uh, the like first the product, Denny, Denny had designed the profile um, that grabs the board um, mm-hmm. and sold it in 2018. So that product pre-exists all of this. Um the the kind of what ended up happening was then the the last winter you know i said you know we need something for the ice fishing market because the ice fishing market's like starting to they're starting to like figure out what cpr is and so they're they're going to need a real bump board and the aluminum ones the fish freeze to them so that that was kind of where carbonate started and we we just put pictures out, you know, in January. Like just thinking, you know, this wasn't really going to appeal to our base demographic, which is the kayak market. You know, this is going to like you know appeal to the the ice fishing market. And we just were we were like flabbergasted when everyone's like, "Oh, this is awesome! A cheap catch board." You know, it, it was it, that that was kind of why we started. You know, really, you know, thinking, oh, well, there's there's an opportunity to market and sell this to the kayak market too. Um, and yeah. And then, and then shortly thereafter was, uh, you know, Jim designed the, Jim designed the ID holder. And then the, the catch X board was just something that that was just kind of an accident, uh, you know, one of those fun
3: accidents. That's awesome. Go ahead, Brian. Ugh. Um, are, are you guys, have you guys broke into like the boat world with any of these boards at all?
0: Not really. There's musky anglers that use our stuff and some walleye anglers. Mm-hmm. Um, no, uh, I'd say less than 10% of our sales are to, to boaters. Okay. So, and, 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 a lot of that, and that's probably even less now. Um, a lot of those boat sales are guys that see the product, uh, at, at the trade shows. And we're, you know, right. we're, we were talking about before we, before we got on, you know, no trade shows this year. And, uh, so that's, you know, that'll probably stifle that, you know, quite, you know, quite a bit. I, I just don't think there's awareness and it's not the, they don't look at their bump board as like the, the same way we, we look at it. Like that's our scoring device. You know, it's right. more more important that it's accurate for us because that's what we're actually going by. You know, most of the time, these guys are just, okay, is it 14 inches? Can I throw right. it in my right. Know, right. So it's, a, it's like a yes, no question. It's not, is it 21 and three quarters or, it, you know, they're just bumping it real quick to make sure it's legal.
4: It'd be sense. nice. I hope, I hope there's, A shift, you know, I hope the CPR thing gains traction and goes through the boat, the boat world, because, I mean, we've all we've all talked about this and we've had so many episodes about it and multiple podcasts covered it and just tons of topics about the benefits of CPR. And, you know, like we've you you hear all the horror stories of um, these bass tournaments that happen and especially when they happen during the spawn time. And it's just like it's at some point, you know, you you hear them talk and talk and talk. uh, You know, we got to be conservationists. You know, let's let's like do this right. And you're like the same people are having these huge boat tournaments, you know, just hundreds of boats. And everybody's bringing bass all into one location, you know, and it's like they weigh them a lot of times. They're not surviving very well. And if they do, they might die. You know, you don't know. You have no nobody really knows. I mean, I've heard of some. Core stories where they're just, they've got dead bass everywhere around that marina,
0: you know? Uh, yeah. Well, and it's, it's, it's the, the same guy who will bust your balls on every Facebook group for eating a bass. Yeah. Will go throw five studs in his live well and cook <laughs> 70 miles or an hour around the lake all day with yeah. those fish in, you know, in 65 gallons of water, you know? I mean, it. I guess it's you know, but you know, part of it's education, and, and, yeah. and we got to make them realize. But you know, the the boat world is so hesitant to give up weight. Yeah. They have to weigh it. We have to weigh it on the same scale. We got to weigh our fish. That's the way we've done it for forever. And I just I don't know. You tell people about CPR, and like the boaters just think it's gimmicky. We just yeah. it's gospel to us because that's what we have to do. No one's got live wells. You can't. <laughs> Yeah. you never have a bass weigh-in tournament i don't even know where you put even on like the biggest boats like titans and pas where, where would you even put five keeper bass
4: dude we did we did a tournament like uh kaiser lake one back in the day was you had to keep them you had to create a live well really um, I, yeah i remember doing it um we Bought like aeration equipment, like yeah. for like you know your fish tank and a cooler, and it, it worked. But still, I mean, you can see like this isn't good for the fish. Like if you look in there, you're like, please just survive, bro. <laughs> just sitting in there, you know. Like here's some fresh water <laughs> the into the into the cooler, but it was, um, you know, it's just it is, it, and it's like you said, you know, they want to, and if you take away that. You take away the ending of it, you know what I mean? Uh, in the boat world, you take away the the big flashiness of the dudes pulling up in their boats and walking up on stage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. even though it's like, in my opinion, like obnoxious. Like, <laughs> like I don't, it's I don't totally know. obnoxious. <laughs> it's like, I'm like, what is this? Like, well, <laughs> it's the same announcer guy. <laughs> like he's announcing UFC fights. It's just yeah.
3: Seven pounds, twenty-one ounces.
0: Like, and to get on a tangent here, I mean, I think that there's this. I think that everyone in the kayak world has this thing where, like, oh, we want to be like the boat guys. Like, <laughs> no, no, no. Let's just be our own thing, man. It doesn't yeah. need to be like that. It doesn't need to. It doesn't need to be like that. You know, yeah. there's other ways to make it exciting. I mean, I'll tell you what. I mean, how many hits do you think they get on like turniaks when the national championship or the whole? Yeah. Year- Bass Open Tournament of Champions is going, how many page views do you think happen? Like people that are constantly like checking on their buddies, like I know I do it. I'm 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 sitting there refreshing that thing like 12 times a day, like trying to figure out how my buddies are doing if I'm not there at the event, you know, and there's there's value in that, too. They just need to we got to stop trying to be like the boat world. You know, they they haven't, you know, sorry to offend any of the voters out there, you know, but I mean, they haven't been the best custodians of the sport over the years, you know, and, 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 you know, like you said that, that we, we, we've all kind of proven that catch photo and release tournaments work. They even work when you have a big, big prize and, and, and a lot of anglers, and and there's multiple software options now for people that want to, you know, start tournaments. There's, there's plenty of other people besides catch that make bump boards that you can use for, for tournaments. There's a lot of options for it. So, um it it would be nice to see the boating community embrace it and we actually run a cpr event um, we have for three years locally and in all the years we've ever done it we allow boaters we've always allowed boaters and bank anglers and we've only ever had a boater win one time yeah Uh, so it's like it's it's, it's more competitive like and I, i keep trying to get guys like dude let have an event and let some boaters come like don't let them use the gas outboard but hey, let them let them let them get on the trolling motor. I mean, we allow trolling motors on our kayaks most of the mm-hmm. time. Let them get on the trolling motor and 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 do their thing, you know. Because at least if, if they're exposed to it, but we can't expect them to make like the wholesale change on their own. Right. Like, it's going to take some interaction. It's going to take you know guys from the kayak community being like, hey, check this out. It's it's pretty cool. You know, it's a cool way to keep your club engaged. It's. Um, it's like doing month longs and, and, and special like charity tournaments and stuff. It's, 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 it's great for stuff like that. We just got to, I think us as kayakers need to do better about educating them. Yeah. And
4: you make a good point. You make a good point where it's like, you know, you can get these month long online, type of tournaments and charity tournaments and like you know that's what it's really cool about seeing what jackson's doing each year it grows and you can see that thing i can't imagine i can't wait to see what jackson's tournament looks like in five years yeah like because as the sport's growing you know and like that's where you get the COVID things sort of like this like blessing in disguise for the outdoor industry because everybody was forced to be outside everybody's can't go to work everybody's doing this and they're you know the only thing everybody kind of realized they can do is like i need to go outside you know and kayak sales exploded fishing sales exploded i mean it's still hard to it gets some fishing gear you oh, know okay. the stores because it comes from you know china and japan and you know overseas and but kind of the point being is that you'll see i don't know how much of a huge uptick you'll see in kayak fishing i mean i think you will but i don't think this is going to be really really big but still like the more people get involved like that the more kind of opportunities you have for good causes like like jackson's you're it's going to get better and better yeah
0: oh, I, and I, and I, think, I think that you know i i think you might be underestimating the size of the market i i would say that we're five years from the time when there's more guys competing in kayak uh, fishing events than than are that are competing in uh, bass boat events.
4: You know? Oh, no, no. no. I, I agree with you on that. I'm saying like from what we saw this year, as far as like the craziness of how much stuff was bought and then oh, like, you know what I mean? Not- like, I don't like I think a lot of that lean towards the recreational side you know what i mean of of kayaking and that sort of thing and i For think sure. there was a lot of people buying fishing kayaks that had no idea they were buying fishing kayaks this year. <laughs> yeah. you know they yeah. were just yeah. like it's a kayak like well it looks comfortable like
3: <laughs> yeah, pedal drive looks fun yeah <laughs> hey but who knows some of those people that bought them this year they could be competing in two three yeah
4: eight. i'm just saying like the the overall like Tournament like increase from COVID I guess yeah. is, like yeah. I don't th- I think it'll it'll increase it because yeah. You are getting more people involved that got Might not have thought about that before But I don't think there's gonna be this Huge increase in Direct correlation with that but I do Agree with you though Duke I think that In You know in, in a short period Of time that we're gonna see kayak Tournaments and we're gonna see The numbers rivaling The boat
0: scene for sure um, yeah, i mean i get I'm, I'm a boat owner and a kayak owner i had 40 total hours on my outboard this year <laughs> um i had 150 160 days on my kayaks so yeah. it, you know it, it's just when you and you have to deal with it, the best boat is your buddy's boat not your boat you know and, and, and when, once you own one for a while it's like oh, man a kayak that i do almost no maintenance to that i can just beat yeah. the hell out of throw it in the back of my pickup truck, that's a hell of a lot easier than you know that, that bass boat that needs to be winterized every winter. And, and now there's a little electrical gremlin, which always happens on those boats.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that and you can't take a bass boat down my river. <laughs> yeah,
0: well, yeah, exactly. And, and, and I mean, yeah, you got to get into like a flat, like a flat bottom boat or a drift boat with one of those jet motors on it. And yeah, stuff. I don't want to do that. We actually just got back from, um arkansas we were down on the white river with uh with cody milton and it was he he, he was he's running one of those little jet boats on the white river that's <laughs> neat it is yeah. so it it's looks a, cool. little cool I,
4: I want to do that. And I don't even give two shits about fishing. Like, I just want to go on the jet boat <laughs> on the river because it looks so wild. Like, you know, the picture or the video you see, the Susquehanna River guys doing that. I'm yeah. like, dude, I just want to go do that. I don't, I don't even care about fishing at that point. It would just be fun to do that.
0: It would be oh, it's fun. pretty crazy. I mean, you run those boats in like eight inches of water, man. It's stupid. It, it, yeah. it, it's stupid.
3: But then again, you got to worry about maintenance and stuff with like those. It does look fun.
0: For sure yeah, it's just it's still, it's still a boat, man. And that's yep. why that's why I do most of my fishing out of a kayak. I don't have to maintain them. I have to do Maybe. little or no maintenance on it. The, the boat's always it's like my project cars. It's it's, it's a project. <laughs> <Yep>. Always always <laughs> totally agree. Well, let's we get it.
3: let's, let's talk about catch x. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Let's talk about it. All um, right, let's do it. <laughs> so, is this thing uh one complete piece or is it two pieces like the old metal board
0: um well the the old metal board is actually three pieces because the cradle the the fence end and the and the the ruler face were separate so this is the this is similar in that yes the fence is still a separate part but the 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 whole board and and cradle kind of which was two pieces in the in the old product it's all one piece now there is a third piece it's a plastic end cap that covers the the end on the far side
4: okay what's it made out
0: of oh that's 6061 aluminum so it's it's made out of the same same product as our uh the same same metal as our same aluminum as our as our original product okay um it's uh it benefits you know it's a it's an extrusion profile as opposed to a solid piece of billet so it's about a that 26 inch board is about a pound and a half less than the original board so it's like 2.1 2.2 pounds and then it's about three point six
3: pounds on the on the original. That'll make people happy, man. I get tired of yeah, yeah. Too. <laughs> yeah, like- no, it too. I'm like, it will, and it's
0: it'll it'll get lighter than that. Actually, the everything that we're selling right now is already the the next batch that's coming in will be even lighter than that because we 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 always err on the the overbuilt side. You know, we'd rather it be overbuilt than underbuilt, and we were able to pull some more material out of it again to like, we were probably going to be just under two pounds now. So probably another quarter of a pound, a little more than a quarter of a pound out of it. Um, You know, and and again, it was just the, the it's, if you look at the, I don't know if either of you guys have the X yet, but there's a, there's actually a slot built into the bottom. So the master plan is we can get to a point where we can foam fill it and cover it. it. It's already designed for that. But what we found with the first design was we just didn't quite have enough volume of foam to be able to float the whole thing. So okay. we're, we're getting, but it's, I mean, again, it was like, like it sinks, but like it, like you really sink slow. It's almost like a, like a, like a suspending jerk bait that barely sinks. So if we thought a quarter of a pound might might be the might be the ticket. So it it, it may or may not come in a in a floating version in the near future.
3: Yeah, okay. that that doesn't really bother me. Like the floating thing, as long as I have it tethered, I'm fine. But I, I know there's people out there. They're like, oh, it must float. You know, there's you you'll, yep, no, you'll no, always have everyone, that argument.
4: Yeah. yeah, you'll have that argument, man. Because really, <laughs> a, as much as like. I mean, I don't mind tethers, but they are still have their dangerous side yeah. in kayaking, especially for river guys where you're doing, you know, dealing with more moving water. And it's, uh, I think I've even s- seen videos of Jeff Little talking about it. He's like the number, like one of the worst things is to have a ton of cordage, you know, involved in your kayak. So, you know, I, I have kind of a, a minimum amount and it's mainly, you know, like, but over the years, it started out really nothing. And then it's turned into more, the more I got into this, the more tools I'm like, and more expensive stuff that I was buying that I'm like, all right, I don't want to drop that, you know? So it's, it's kind of, I, I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of the original board. I could have cared. Mm-hmm. I never cared about how much it weighed, um, you know, it's, I think if you're gonna, if you want to talk weight it's like go get a lithium battery. You're gonna cut so much weight out in just one item. You know, stop, stop worrying about like a board that's more durable and you guys want to complain about the cost. I in one year I broke enough hog troughs to cover the cost of one catchboard. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I'm like, and that catchboard did not need to be lined. It, it was ready to go right out of the box. There it is. Boom. Let's go. You know, I have to sit there and maintain it. The only thing I got to do once in a while is clean off fish slime off of it, you know. And so it's. I never understood the arguments with it. I I understand it it, for somebody who's maybe new to it, new to kayak fishing or, you know, tournament fishing for the, the most part. But I'm always a big believer in you get what you pay for. And you know, and that we all see that in the kayak industry as a whole. Like with these boats, yes, some of the stuff is overpriced, but that overpriced stuff nine times out of ten is going to last longer. It's going to hold up to abuse better. It's just it's going to be an overall much, much, much better product. So it just I got tired of hearing arguments myself too, Brad. Like you were, yeah. you know, we're talking about. I'm like the weight of it never bothered me. I love the weight of it. I'm like because. I, you can drop it, and you're not—you don't feel bad
3: about it. <laughs> you know, except it unless time. you
4: drop it on your toe, and then you feel like shit, like on your toe. But
3: <laughs> with flip flops on,
4: yeah. <laughs> I've heard a lot of horror stories on that, but I think it's hilarious. Personally, I'm like oh. whatever.
0: But <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was—it was never something that like you know, you you try to respond to like you know angler critiques, you know. So it wasn't like it wasn't a huge priority it happened you know just you know based on the design with the with the plastic board we didn't really need to try to make the plastic board any lighter yeah Um, but you know with the aluminum extrusion you know that was that was one of the things where we had the opportunity to kind of address that and again like you said i to be honest i i've used every other manufacturer's bump board at one point um you know we've got a whole graveyard full of all the competitors products at the shop and i've you know i've tried them all out and Um, the one thing that everyone complained about the weight was something that I always liked because I, when I grabbed it, I was sure it was there.
4: Yeah.
0: You know, I I was sure I had it. And then when I, when I put the fish in my lap, it didn't flex. It felt way more secure bumping a fish on that than, you know, the primarily what was accepted at the time was hog trough. So I've used, I've used the hog trough plenty, you know, and like plenty by myself and, uh, that was the one thing that I always thought was the biggest improvement was like I liked that it was heavy I just did I just never thought that you know guys that have 150 pound kayaks with uh, pedal drives and uh, rolling motors and 50 60 pounds of lithium batteries and a pan optics live scope you know I just never thought those guys were going to be the ones that were like, hey dude this is like a couple pounds too heavy yeah
3: yeah <laughs> board is where I draw the line yeah, exactly. Yeah.
4: <laughs> it's like how much of it was just the uh, duke hate you know what i mean let's just talk shit to duke because yeah
3: <laughs> there's a certain
0: amount of that i definitely catch some of that you know but i mean it's anybody who does anything and and, and has any amount of success there's always going to be some people that want to come shit in your cheerios but right yeah, down, down with duke down with duke down with duke i'm gonna start
4: it man hey <laughs> right, wait or just jump on the train of it now <laughs> They're, just come on Kayak <laughs> Bass Nation. They love me over there. <laughs> yeah. They love well, you guys.
3: <laughs> I, I'm going I'm to bring this up just because it happened earlier this year, uh, Hobie switching to catch only. Yep. How did that affect your business?
0: I mean, the that was already a – it's already like a busy time of year. So, you know, it was I – don't, I don't know that that event had a huge, like, end-of-year difference for us. But for like two and a half weeks where everyone was in scramble mode, because I think they had the Lake Norman event coming up like right away. It was in like two weeks after the announcement. And there was like another event, like I think a week or two after that. And so I think everyone was a little bit concerned. You know, we're a smaller company. Are we going to have boards? Like what happens? Can I not fish this event? Because I can't get a catch board. So um, you know, it was really hectic it, t- t- as far as like keeping up with orders, there was a really high volume of orders like all of a sudden. Um, but I think it, it, when it all when it all was said and done, it kind of like evened off because we didn't see the sales that we would have typically seen in like May, June, July, because I think everyone that was, you know, everyone had kind of already gotten ahead of it, you know, they weren't waiting until the event to, to go get a bump board. So um, it, it was, I mean, that was nuts. That was like, I, I've never had my phone go off the hook, like, you know, so many people like, well, what's going to happen? What's going to be the, like, I'm not, I'm not, I don't, I'm not Hobie. I'm like, I'm just the guy selling the bump boards. If if they want to use it, that's great. You know, I'm, you know, I have no, we actually have no official, like, um, you know, partnership with Hobie or or anything like that. It's just, you know, they, they decided on their own that that was the product that they wanted to use. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm quite frankly happy they did Mm because that means that the they will catch board. Exporter are the only boards accepted by Bass KBF and Hobie Bass Open Series. Hobie won't take the carbonate board, but you know the yeah. other two will.
3: That's cool. Real cool. Well, Josh, if you don't have anything else, man. No, man. Just congratulations
4: on your successes with this. Yeah, totally. like you know, we we get to meet each other and hang out a couple times now, and. You know I've always enjoyed hanging out with you and like we were just talking about I think you catch a lot of a lot of slack from a lot of stupid shit um, you know and it's just it it is what it is it's anytime you've got a big group of people you've got a lot of people like to you know get real chatty and speak their opinions I don't, and stuff I, and,
0: I, like, I don't do myself any favors. I mean, trust no, me. I mean, I'm not but, exactly like a docile creature here. So I don't do myself don't any favors.
4: Necessary. Yeah, <laughs> I get it. And you know, we've all got, we've got our opinions, but it's, it is what it is. It is just an opinion. Everybody's got one and no big deal. But like in the end of it, dude, what you've been doing for the, the sport overall is huge. Mm-hmm. Um You've, taken the main component of that mates that makes kayak tournaments successful and you know the ability to be able to do it and to do it with accuracy and you've really you've taken over that market man and you you've done a great job with the products of it you're not rushing shit out either that's what i respect about you is you're not rushing your stuff out just to make a buck you are always thinking like you think like an angler still you're not it's not uh, what can Duke and catch do to you know make top dollar you're like what can we do to make these issues go away that we all see when we're sitting in these boats you know and we're fishing and we're fishing these tournaments and that's what's important in my opinion to keep progressing the sport forward into you know that bigger picture um what you've been doing has been awesome man i, I congratulate you i think you've done a great you know
0: I appreciate it man i i i I never ever had designs on being the bump board guy and i just kind of fell into it and and it's uh it's been a great springboard but i mean you know this year is going to be this year is going to be a lot of us supporting you know the the product that we just put out but come 2022 you know don't be don't be surprised to see us you know into significantly more varied products than just measurement devices i mean like like maybe even kayaks who, who, who knows, you know, like there's, there's, there's big stuff uh, there's big stuff going on. And, and, you know, we're uh, you know, we're, we're kind of at a point where we're really comfortable with what we've done with the measurement devices and we'll keep, you know, we'll keep improving. Uh, but we've got a good grip on it right now. And so like, I feel like, you know, the, the, you know, the media business is something that I'm really focused on in, you know, this year and, and, uh, and also new product development is is something that we're we're super laser focused on right now. We we've, we've made a bunch of new hires recently to uh to facilitate that. So, um you'll you'll see some definitely some not measuring board stuff by 2022. Probably nothing new all of 2021. I I don't think we I don't have I don't have an ace up my sleeve. maybe maybe a lobster
3: and crab measuring device <laughs> or a carbonate kayak I, I mean, I want to no, build. Fuck I, it. Hold I, on, no, I no, no! Just stop the there. Just I want to build a
0: kayak, big time. I mean, I want to do it really badly. I want to <laughs> build a platform. Awesome.
4: No, dude. It, it, you, I expect a crab and lobster. Measuring device. It's, I don't give two shits about anything else except that right now. And I don't. I just want to buy one. Yeah, you, on you do tons I'm of lobsters, to the grocery anything, store, steal lobsters out of the tank, and just slap them on the board. <laughs> they want the people working the seafood counter. I was like, "What is he doing?" I'm like snapping pictures. Like this shit's unacceptable. <laughs> Throw it back in the tank. <laughs> That's a, a good idea for like, for like keeping the grocer honest, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, that'd be too good. But Josh, um, Josh is getting slap happy when he. Uh, him, dude, I am, I always, I always have fun talking to Duke, man. You should heard our conversations at the Turkey Bowl, man. We sat there oh in goodness. at for hours. We watched uh, Dusty drink Miller out of a champagne glass while he ate an ice cream sandwich and shit. So. <laughs> Remember him trying to tie that leader line like 15 times?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was, the t- I was bummed that they didn't do the Turkey Bowl this year, man. I thought that was a really cool event. I was kind of
3: bummed that that didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Well, we're yeah, we'll go ahead and end this. Uh, thanks again for coming on, man. It was a pleasure meeting you for the first time since I didn't meet you last time. And uh, I got plans to buy a catch X board because I'm a huge fan. heck yeah uh josh (laughs) anything else
4: no man thanks for coming on again and uh we'll look forward to doing another one so i want to get denny back on too yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
0: that's that's what i'm rocking right here i don't know if you guys know i'm uh i i'm a i'm a minority shareholder denny (laughs) lets me clean the toilets now over at otwi so
3: (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome (laughs) All right, uh, we'll end this here, guys. Uh, you guys have a good uh, rest of the day, and uh,
2: we'll see you next week. Yeah, take care, guys. Tight lines. Thanks, Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle and Fin.